The best fantasy films, I think, are the ones where the creators have really worked out their world, have created a world that, if you could actually set it up, would work. There are literally hundreds of conceptual sketches from props to vehicles to sets to character designs. There have been so many incredible sets. They went through painstaking detail on everything, just to maybe just the fabrics that are in the way in the background. Fabulous shoulder pads, extraordinary makeup and hair pieces. I mean, the makeup and wardrobe are amazing here, and they've pulled out all the stops. There's so many wigs and so much work to do that it's hours and hours and hours of work every day. No! Please, try again. The biggest inspiration was an idea of a kind of a parallel universe. So our idea was that around the First World War, this world and our world split. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Michael Joy is a huge talent. And together we spent three months dreaming up these magical worlds, fantastic places, and also dreaming up how they should work. The guns, for instance, are all based on real guns, but they have cylinders and wires and... Gyroscopic, hydraulic, mercury balanced with a trigonometry system. <laughs> the bullets can go around corners. <laughs> we imagine that there's some kind of technology that we don't know anything about. Them dump on the ancients to entertain their children. Everything you see has been designed, built, turned into something different. We're in the middle of Ascatelius Palace, which is a gigantic, futuristic for 1930s, fascist, realist palace. She's harnessing power. Everything is created, handmade for, for I think all of the care, I think all of the costumes are one of kind, original design. I begged on my knees for Angus. Straithy. Angus jumped on board when he read the script and has created this fabulous set of uh, costumes and some are jaw-dropping. Angus is one of the most talented costume designers I've ever worked with. He won, of course, the Oscar for Moulin Rouge. The guy is so creative. Much as I can complain about a corset after wearing it for a few hours on set, when you first put it on and it creates this silhouette that's just so unnatural and so much better than what God gave you, I mean, it's very exciting. I wear a very, very intricate wig, kind of praying mantis hairdo with the big pieces at the back that's actually air filters under there. And it's like three feet long and it's Russian black, Russian hair. It's amazing. All her looks are quite extreme, quite powerful. This is probably for me the longest hair makeup wardrobe show I've ever done. I'm usually a 40 minute girl, like in and out, but this is three hours. Three hours. I squash all my hair down with this stuff called gaff quat. <laughs> it makes you, you squash it and it makes your hair hard. You go, and then they stick the prosthetic thing on top of that. From like being in the chair until being ready to go on the set, it's an hour and a half. It's just basically the zipper thing and then the wig and the blah, blah. I wear this in my cowboy hat pretty much the whole time. I'm without question the luckiest guy on this set because Alan has to go through all his prosthetics with a zipper on his head and poor Raul with all the hair and the nose and everything. And you know, I just show up the tusk cowboy hat on and get in front of the camera. Perfect. Nick said to me, let your creativity be boundless. And that's what I did. It's pretty terrific to see the mind of the writers with the mind of the stylists all put together and create something really beautiful and new and different.